Yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to this week's episode of River City 93, where we're not only celebrating a US League championship, we're also celebrating the number one seed. So for the first time in a long time, since 2001, 2006, 2007, 2013, we can add 2022 for the fifth time in club history that Richmond Kickers have won the regular season championship. Guys, how sweet it is. How sweet it is. I mean, if you're into that sort of thing, right? I am. I am. 100%. Look, this is my first league title as a kickers fan since I started following the club. So I am 100% giddy and all excited for it. Yeah, yeah I can say that the same for me too. Um, <laughs> I literally started going to kickers games, found out about the Richmond kickers literally the year after they won the league title, uh, the league championship. Uh, so I missed it by a year. And then now this is my first. So it, it feels great. It feels fantastic. You know, it feels great. <laughs> and that, that, people always say you remember your first, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Good. Good. As what, you said. Was it, was, it um, special, was it special for you boys? <laughs> it was. Oh, yeah. It was, oh, yeah. It was great seeing the team not only celebrating with the foam roller. Uh, that was kind of cool to see. We got to get these guys a real trophy. It's cool, but we, we got to get them a real actual trophy so they can hold it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Not not only that, uh, I'll say I'm disappointed in the boys for one thing, one thing only. They're celebrating more on the midfield side instead of just you know, you know, going right up into you know the, in front of the Madison fans in front of goal over there where, uh, you know, they were and just you know, basking in it right in front of them. Uh, it would have been dope. It would have been. Yeah. I mean, you, want, you want to have a real rival. You want to have a real rivalry. You lean exactly. in. Exactly. If this yeah. is a derby, okay. It, this is a rivalry. Rub it in. Rub it in. I, I say, rub it in. Y'all didn't make the playoffs. We won the league. And what? Look, <laughs> as Madison fans try to tell me over and over again, well, we got the Hindi Derby Trophy. We had it in 2019. It doesn't solve any problems. You still miss the playoffs. You haven't been there in three years. We've been on the up and up. And now we're the regular season champs. Do they even know what a foam roller is? I mean, really? I, I don't think so. I wonder who foam roller it is, though. I do wonder that. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's the trophy captain now. Well, all right. <laughs> I wonder, if that, I wonder if that does become the official trophy. Like, it's just, yeah, here's a foam roller. <laughs> here's their official trophy. We'll just share it around. <laughs> that would that, that would totally be hilarious. But guys, let's go. Ahead, let's kind of talk about before we talk about this game. Let's talk about like this moment in itself because I think we need to really backtrack ourselves to think of like where 
where we thought about where this team was, what were the expectations, and think about how this team has not only progressed over the course of the season, but like some of the trials and tribulations they went through. You know, some of the early talks about coming into this year was this team is the third best team in USL League One. This team can finish anywhere between three and seven. You know, the early expectations were to have a at least a home playoff game, whether that's in the quarterfinals or the semifinals. How is this team going to look if, you know, Chizangi isn't the top scorer? You know, who's going to be the other top scorer on this team? And I think we've answered a lot of those questions over the course of this year and see how this team plays. Will you, hey, put, I, want you, I want you guys to kind of answer this question for me. Put yourselves in Darius Sawatsky's shoes and think about three years ago, you're coming into this ritual kicker team. Do you think he's on tra- he's on pace for everything he's done to get this team to this point? I don't see you can say no to that, right? Like literally just won the regular season championship. You know, he was talking from day one about it being a three-year process. This is year three. He's on top with a game to spare. Like, I mean, how can that answer, you know, be anything, you know, but yes, he's absolutely on pace and, you know, he's, you know, presumably, you know, achieved what he has set out to achieve uh, thus far with, you know, one more, you know, uh, accomplishment to go in the pipeline. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a big accomplishment. Is that it's, it's just oh, man. I, I'm trying to figure out how to express it properly, but like when you just sit back <clears throat> and you think about it, you know where this team like it seemed like this team was always getting stopped at a certain step. Like year one under Darren, you're what two games removed from the championship game because of the COVID short of year. Then last year, you know we squeak into the playoffs, get knocked out in the first round. And now you kind of take this huge step to becoming regular season champs. You know, it it shows you that Darren really has been working on the plan. And a lot of it took it took these guys buying into the system and buying into what Darren was selling them. Yeah, I, I feel that it's it's right on schedule. Um, when Darren first took the team, um, you could. See what direction he was going in, and and it's it's been literally every year has been a gradual step towards this, and you could see it building in terms of the players that he was acquiring, in terms of um, the type of the style of play that we were slowly starting to develop. It's it's just been great to see that he, you know, he followed through with his promise. You know, it's a three year project. Three years later, we're top of the league. And it's and it's not just that we're top of the league, it's also we are playing exciting soccer. We are playing soccer that we want to sit and watch. I like most of the games this season, I was completely into it the whole 90 minutes. We've had seasons before where it's been, you know, a slow grind and you're sitting there like, oh my goodness, is this game over yet? But every game has been exciting, has, has, oh, I, I, I mean, I'm not going to and like really say every game because I'm not quite sure if it's every game, but practically every game, almost every game has been exciting, has been attacking, has been free flowing. And, and it's, it's the type of soccer that, he promised us, and here it is. 
Yeah. I mean, that, the irony is the game we're getting ready to talk about was absolutely none of those things. I was <laughs> desperate for it to end as soon as yeah. last night, but but yes, the, yeah, the overall no. point stands. No, look, exactly. It was really, it's kind of like a game where you felt like, all right, if Lawless were to do their job, it's kind of like we talked about last week. As long as Richmond avoid the big mistake, which they don't want to do a good job of, as bad as it going to throw to you or no? And it didn't really feel like that. Um, so I know there were a couple of questions talking about. Let's talk about the starting lineup first and foremost. No Miliano Trezaghi missed his game because of yellow card accumulation. I didn't know that at first. I just assumed at first that Darren was giving him a break. But it was yellow card accumulation while uh, Trezaghi was out. So you had a front three of Gordon, Bentley, and Belongs in the midfield trio. Saved as been for the better part of this year. Uh, the trio that we believe in. Uh, Neil, Zaka, Ethan. And then we had a back four. Still, those two, Richie. Uh, we had Fitch getting his second consecutive start. Um, Dakota, Jalen, and Stephen Payne. Of course, Akira's in the background, is in the back. Um, and then the bench also. A couple of faces we haven't seen in a while, such as Chris Cole, Matt Baldock, uh, David Olsen, Luke Pavone. Um, so, kind of, I wouldn't say a rotated squad, but a squad that has a good mix of regular starters and guys that are fringe bench first team players, I would say. What do you what were you guys thoughts when you first saw the lineup? Yeah, I, I, I saw um I was I was a little concerned about the whole Tuzagi thing too where I hadn't heard anything and I I wasn't aware that he had the yellow card accumulation. And with that I I was like, what is going on? Where's Tuzagi? Uh, like okay, at least Bolaños is there, but where's Tazagi? But uh, when finding out about the yellow card accumulation, I think he basically started with the same the the, the trusted lineup as he could because as as we said, um, Stu, uh, not in the lineup, not in not uh on the on the roster, uh for this game either, uh probably still recovering. It, it it basically was like okay he's just he just plugged and played you know you know Tazagi can't play plug somebody else in let's everything else remains the same but when as the game continued you saw he was giving players that probably I mean we don't know because we're not there day in and day out during training but probably um in training he have stepped up and and really shown uh and have really shown their their. I don't know, maybe have shown what, what they can do. And, and he said, all right, I'm going to give you an opportunity in this game. I really think pretty much every sub that came in did their job fairly well. And I think this lets us know that we have players that can maybe put in a shift throughout the playoffs because I know these playoffs is not going to be easy. Yeah, I mean, that Emmy Yellow card suspension was coming at some point. I mean, I don't, I can't believe it didn't happen already, you know. For being re- real here, because you know, guy gets you know cards just like he gets goals a lot of the times. Uh, thankfully, not in bunches. Uh, but it made sense to me that Bentley moved inside. You know, to start the game from there. Uh, yeah, I think he's probably more of a natural center forward than he is a winger anyway. But you get on the field, he's been playing out wide this year. Uh, what I think it you know showed is that uh, the squad depth is getting tested. You know, right now, because uh, you know, think back to even what three or you know, so weeks ago. All right, you, you'd have uh, a Bolaños and a 
EVD you know, starting, you know, on the wings, and then you you still have you know Gordon you know, to be able to you know, come in. You'd have Bentley to be able to come in right there. That's like obscene quality depth at a couple positions for League One, uh, and now you know, the depth has you moved to uh, Provost Bolduc right there. Still guys who I think can be able to do a job, you know, but maybe you know, are going to bring the same exact things that, you know, the original top four wingers were going to bring. Uh, I'm not upset about Emmy missing this one of any game just because that turf, you know, grabbed a couple of our guys during the game. Uh, you know, so let's, you know, keep Emmy under bubble wrap uh, for now, bigger things, you know, more important things. And we got the win anyway. We didn't, you didn't even need him, you know, to be able to you know, do it up there, but, uh, yeah, I want him back. Yeah, we'd love to have him back. Hopefully, healthy. Hopefully, uh, like you say, they ter- definitely did grab a couple of our guys. So, hope that Gordon, who scored a goal in this game, but Bolaños are healthy, ready to go. Uh, we might not see him against Greenville, give him a little bit of rest. But hopefully, he'll be ready to go for our semifinal game. Um, I know there's been a lot of talk about the Heady Derby. It hasn't been hyped up as much because. They already kind of had the trophy already, but there was still a lot for us to play for. It was still a good game. Um, still an important matchup, you know. Yeah, I mean, can we be honest? We, yeah. don't, have to talk, we don't have to say it was a good game. No. It was a good game in terms of, like, we kept a clean sheet. Yes. There were good we moments. Let's just say that. Had a couple <laughs> – yeah, good moments. One of the good moments I was saying, a moment that kind of almost – Looked like how the goal was scored was I think it was in like the first twenty minutes actually, it almost looked like the first goal where uh, Ethan Bryant kind of got the ball in the midfield on the left side, kind of broke through, but he played the ball to Bolaños. It was like the first twenty seconds, but if you look at how that chance broke, how that chance happened, and you look at how the goal was scored, it's very similar. It seemed like another game again in which Ethan Bryant was just picking and choosing how to dictate the game in which he wanted. Yeah, no, Ethan, Ethan Bryant had had a stellar performance. Um, I I would also say that uh, Zaka had a very solid, solid performance at as as a six. And it it's 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 funny because basically you could see that all three of those midfielders have really taken on their central midfield position. Like Vignal is a quintessential is our quintessential ten. Bryant is our quintessential eight, and and Zaka was solid as a six. Uh, that midfield three basically did their jobs almost perfectly uh, yesterday. Um, Zaka really made things uh, fairly easy for um, our center backs, for for um, for Chrysler and and and, and Dakota, and I, I don't know. I just I just feel that. We're starting to see a little bit more physicality with Ethan Bryant. I mean, we'll talk about the goal in a little bit, but apart for all, on top of his play in his his role in the goal, he really is providing that control that an eight is supposed to provide in the midfield. And for someone so young, he is really, really doing a fantastic job of controlling the midfield. Well, I mean, since you already brought it up, let's go ahead. Let's talk about the goal. 35th minute, only Gordon scores a nice goal that puts us five points on top of the table. So, Sinair, I'll let you go ahead and break it down, sir. 
Yeah, so um, it's I think it's a throw-in for forward Madison over on the left side, not too far from midfield, but in their half. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure who receives the ball, but he receives the ball and is slow to get it completely under control. And Ethan Bryant just muscles his way in and just takes the ball off of him, plows forward, and pulls a Zidane-esque, like, roulette around another defender and then most of the times you get a player all right feeling themselves i just stole the ball i just turned somebody let me go for it no he looks up and he literally switches the play almost all the way across the field to gordon and now gordon gordon also a fantastic first touch that first touch completely took that defender marking him completely out of the game just completely cuts right past him and now he has the time to settle himself for the shot center back comes and steps in and actually helps him out the deflection sends the goalie the wrong way and in it goes and uh, what a way to celebrate your birthday by the way <laughs> putting <laughs> the ball in the back of the net to win us the league i mean uh, happy birthday to to uh wayne gordon i mean not gonna lie man he's he's been a He's been a, a nice upgrade on uh, Oleg since he's came in. Absolutely. It's been a nice grade. Matt, what are your thoughts, man? First half, how do you think the kickers kind of handled themselves within the moment? Do you, did it seem as if the moment was getting to them, or do you think they kind of were in cruise control for certain parts? No, I think the game was pretty well controlled. There, I mean, Really throughout the whole game, not just the first half, the entire game, there was only one – like scary moment. I thought that was what probably like 20, 25 minutes in. Uh, we had a corner, uh, you know, gets cleared out and uh, you know, Madison kind of gets like a two on two break uh, and just. Split. Is this the one where uh, Payne gets like knocked out of the air? He was trying to head it. And yeah. Then, like a breakaway. Yeah. And then, you know, Dakota just got turned, you know, uh, you know on a pretty vertical run. Uh, and then, Thankfully, String is just a big, goofy oaf and completely put the ball wide. Clear uh, <laughs> one-on-one -on -one with Akira. Uh, good job, dude. Uh, I think that was another example of the, the bad turf because I actually saw his foot, like, buckled under. His, his I'm not giving him no excuses. You got you to gotta make that. Like you, you do have to make that. In that situation, I don't know why he's trying to go for, like, a sliding – shot like he, okay he didn't try to go for a sliding shot but the way he positioned his body he was he was doing a little too much and because he did too much his foot got caught in the turf and his 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 left ankle just buckled under him and that's you know what that's called off. that's called letting the moment get to you yep <laughs> and you choked in, the, in I that give situation the, I there, give there the was no way anyone was going to yeah <laughs> he choked the boy choked yeah but I mean, what it comes down to is if you look at the stats, I mean, this is a game of, of efficiency, right? And this has been yeah. a story for the kickers all year long. Like, if you look at, you know, all the, like, chances created stats, you know, league-wide and everything, you don't see the kickers up at the top of those. You know where you see them at the top, though? Goal scored. <laughs> you know, look at the defensive stats. You see a carrot just way the hell up there on stage. We've talked about this a million times. You know, right? He's far outpacing anybody else in saves. You don't see the kickers at the bottom of the list in your goals against. You know, you see them, you know, second from the top at that. So it's about, you know, 
being able to not just creating chances, but being able to be, you know, get quality chances and have them be efficient in your finishing. And the guys, you know, that we have, you know, yeah, they're not getting, you know, 15 chances a game, but, you know, you give them two, they're finishing one. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Like they're finishing the chances that are given to them. And I mean, they're really, they're, they're taking advantage of those opportunities that are presented to them. Yeah. Um, but, but I mean, to my point though, like, legitimately, what yeah. you know, thinking about that game, other than that one chance string had, did you think Madison was going to score at any other point? No, it kind of felt like really. after it, it kind of felt like after that chance went awry, like it just felt like all the air out of Madison just kind of just went out the building. And I know I'm saying this as someone who went back and rewatched the game and already knew the result, but when that chance came up. You can just see it, like I mean, he's going in toward their supporter section, like it's one on one to Kara, and you just miss it. And you can just tell it was just like, oh, here we go again. You know, it, was just, it just it just had that kind of feeling of it. Um, yeah, and I, I think I'm I'm not really surprised with that throughout the season when you look at um, two things. First of all, they're their record and where they stand on the table and the way they play. Um, but just, I'm, I'm sorry, just the, their their record and where they stand on the table, but the way they play, it, it, it kind of reminds me of Sheffield United when they recently, the year they got promoted to, to the Premier League most recently you know, you had the quick passing and they're moving around, moving the ball around fairly quickly with not really any penetration. Um, you, you saw things that looked scary. It was like, oh my goodness, they're moving that ball. Like we're, we're two, two, three steps behind them. But in all reality, they're not going anywhere with it. And and I could see that throughout the season, like when whenever I would, you know, catch a little bit of any forward Madison game throughout the season, it's it's basically the same thing. They're playing quickly. But they're not penetrating the line. They're not coming at the defense. They're not really uh, using those quick passes to 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 cut through the defense and get themselves chances on goal. And I think with that breakaway, that was something different for them. And they could, should have capitalized on it. When they didn't, like they didn't have any other ideas other than do the same thing they always do. And with how organized our defense has been. All of that wasn't going to phase us. All of that quick passing was not going to phase us. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It just seemed as if like Richard was just waiting their turn and kind of let Madison get in her own way. Um, <clears throat> first half finishes up. Second half, guys, any thoughts on on this, how the second half go? Um, for me, the summer that went back and kind of rewatched it, it just seemed as if Richard was kind of more or less in control of this game. Um. It didn't, like you said, man, you keep alluding to it. It didn't feel as threatening. It didn't feel as if, like, you know, how we've seen in some road games and some other performances, like we were under the gun. It didn't feel like that. It kind of felt as if, like, Richmond kind of more or less controlled the moment. I know there was, like, this little two, three-minute stretch where uh, Cassini comes on and there's speculation whether or not this was his last performance for them. Um yeah, it just, just didn't do anything. What was your guys' thoughts on the second half? Uh, I mean, for me, the notable things with the second half, well, one, Madison still didn't put a shot on goal. 
in the second half either. So Akira literally got a zero save shutout. Awesome. That's literally perfect. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, but the, the other piece was uh, Gordon coming off at halftime, you know, for Olsen. Uh, you know, he went down in the first half. So uh, looked like he was moving around okay, but why take that risk? Right. Yeah, and two minutes into the half, Bolaños going down at the end line as well, you know, getting subbed off for uh, Pavone, you know, right away too. So hopefully both of those were just precautionary of, hey, let's not screw around on, you know, crappy turf with, you know, key guys, you know, right now let's, you know, throw uh, some other guys out there who can, you know, hustle, who can defend, you know, we're already up one, let's lock it in, you know, from there. And uh, so that's, the noteworthy piece you know, for me out of that half. I mean, yeah, we we could talk a lot about just the overall you know defensive performance. You know, I think I mean all of the you know back seven field players. I think we could be able to highlight for various reasons on what they were able to bring uh, you know, to the table you know, during the course of the game. Uh, but yeah, that, it was just more of a watching the clock, watching it move a little slower than I would have liked. <laughs> um, well, talk about that back seven. Uh, there's one player I definitely want to highlight again, Simon Finch. Guys, he's been really, really good at that left back spot. We're <laughs> doing a really good job for Stu, filling it in there. Um, just throwing this out there, not saying it's going to happen. We hope Stu the best of his recovery. If Stu, ret- if Stu cannot return for the playoffs, how confident are you in Finch in the playoffs? I'm I'm okay with it. I mean, he, he these past few games he has been solid. He has been consistently <laughs> solid in that position. Um, a very strong deputy for um for Stu. Uh, if Stu cannot make the playoffs, I don't even think that's that's anywhere even close to even a half a step down from Stu. It's it's practically almost on par with what Stu has been giving us. It's a little bit of a different style, but I'm okay with, with, with Fitch back there with the other guy. Yeah, I think Simon gives you maybe a little bit more of a true defender uh, in the back. You know, maybe you lose a little bit you know, going forward because you know, Stu has uh, really been able to combine well with Bolaños all year You know, along the left side in the attack. So maybe it's a step down there, but maybe you get that half step uh, you know, back on the defensive side of the ball. So I, it comes down to preference. I think, you know, all things being equal, you know, the team probably flows a little bit, you know, better moving forward with Stu in there, but I'm not going to be worried about it if Simon's playing. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with John as well. I think he's he's done well. I think Darren trusts him, and it, it seems good that he's in here. He's doing, a good, he's doing what he's being asked to do. He's Contributing, playing really well. Um, yeah, really solid. I think some other things we can take away from this game was one, Richmond with this win, five points clear. We have clinched the number one seed. That's done. Regular season champs, that's done. But I think the sweetest thing to take away from this game is we not only clinched that, but we clinched it on Madison's field on their fan appreciation night. Oh, yeah, that that that's that's rubbing salt in the wound. I love it. <laughs> I love you know, it. 
but but it's okay. Didn't you see the tweets? Oh well, you know they have the you know you know crappy little trophy that you you know uh, hot glue gun together. That's yeah. the real win. <laughs> that's 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 the one they're they're trying to say, but we're not gonna let them get away. We're not gonna let them spread propaganda and make the Hindi Darby Trophy more important than the regular season trophy. Yeah, we're not yeah that, 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 that's like us the last couple of years. You know, you're trying to say, oh, you know the healthcare cup against you know, Greenville. Well, we won it, so that was really the we're the real winners here. Meanwhile, right. they're running it through playoffs and everything each year. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Um, yeah, we can't couldn't even do that. Um, if you guys didn't see it, is is on our social medias. But Darren Swatsky talked to um, talk to Flock. You can also uh, talk to Jim and Chris. And we're just talking about. What this win does for them, how this is something that they've been working towards. Um, they'll enjoy the moment, but they won't be spoiled by it. Um, Darren didn't allude to rest per se, but let's let's kind of shift our attention now to the Greenville matchup coming up. What are you guys expecting? What are some key things that we want to see in this matchup or possible players playing? Uh, Matt, like last week you talked about for this game, you wanted to see this team get a cliching within the last two games. We saw that now. Last game at home, what are some things that you guys want to see out of this matchup here? Um, I think there is a possibility that Greenville will come hard because Greenville, no, they can't take top, but they want to hang on to that second spot because that second spot is also home games. For the playoffs so and and chattanooga are breathing down their neck union omaha are breathing down their neck they want to get a result out of this game and a tie won't cut it you know if they get a tie against us and chattanooga win they're tied on points but chattanooga has more wins and a bigger goal differential so either way the tiebreaker would go to chattanooga so they i think they're going to try and get a result out of this game as much as they can to, to leave fate in their hands. Um, so with this also being the last regular season game, you also want momentum going into the playoffs. You, you, you rarely see a team lose their last regular season game and do well in the playoffs because the momentum is killed right before you go into the playoffs. So we want to keep that momentum. Um, if we if we're able to get a win, that's a good sign going into the playoffs. But we don't want to be risking, you know, wearing our key players out or them getting injured. So I I would I would say start with a strong lineup, but make early substitutions. You know, make early switches and 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 take some of the key players off when you when you see how the game is going. And, and basically, we don't have to win, but a win would be better for us going into the playoffs. Uh, some, somewhat agree, but certain points uh, you know, disagree. So, uh, you know, Saturday night, coronation night, as I've decided I want to start calling it. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I think key thing is keeping guys sharp and keeping guys healthy, right? So... Yeah, I want to see Emmy out there because he doesn't need to have basically like a month off between competitive games. Yeah. Um, I have no interest in seeing Gordon or Bolaños on Saturday. You know, let them heal up, let them, uh, you know, get right. Uh, yeah, that's true. Okay, so maybe you know we're starting 
you know, maybe you know Luke gets a start. Cool, you know. Luke scores a goal. Great. Yeah, yo, I'll be happy. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's got one coming. He he he's he's been having one coming for a while. <laughs> yeah, if anybody else has a little like you know, you know something you know, going on, maybe we don't need to, to risk that. You, know, you can you know rotate somebody and you know, maybe you you know give Ani you know a start and uh, you know give you know Jalen or Dakota you know a little bit of a rest or you you know, do a forty five forty five you know with one of them just again get guys some minutes you know, keep guys you know sharp. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't mind you know if uh, you know this is one where you know, we you know, give a cure of the night off, let uh, you know Will get a you know full ninety in goal, you know get that uh, added experience. I mean, realistically, the game's meaningless. Yeah, with us, uh, and you know, <clears throat> we'll run out. You know, what's the worst that happens? You know, there, but. Uh, you know, structure the bench in a way where you can be able to manage minutes, maybe get a couple guys uh, who, you know, who haven't played as much, you know, some minutes as well, but yeah, get out of there without, you know, any injuries. That way you can have that, you know, week to be able to, you know, rest, you know, recover and then be ready to go come, uh, you know, the 29th against whoever's coming to town. Yeah. No, I mean, honestly, I agree with you. Uh, I think start Tazagi, give Gordon, Bentley, and uh, Bellagio's maybe Bentley. <clears throat> Bentley get like 45 minutes, take him off at half or sub him off at the second half. But Bellagio's and Gordon's let them rest. The midfield, let Zaka get some rest. Let Neil, let Evie get some rest. You know, the back four, I say let Fitz get a full game just in case if Stu's not ready to go, let him get another game on his belt. I wouldn't mind seeing Chris Cole. What if I see Arnie? Uh, yeah, they want to throw the eighteen-year-old out there. Do it. <laughs> maybe, maybe he's like a last like ten-minute sub. Yeah, or something. Uh, um, but I, you you are to something. I, I will like to see what Will does if he does get the full night. I think that would be interesting to see what he does. Yeah, that situation. Given you know. It's really going to show how he does, given we know Greenville is going to be looking to fire and go because they need his win if they want to stay in second place. Yeah. So yeah. So I think it just comes down to structuring the minutes so that way you know, we're not necessarily getting in a position where it's like we're punting and only playing a second team out there. You can be able to plan it out, you know, because like, I think a guy like Ethan, you know, he can go, you know, probably go full 90. His legs are young enough. He can be able to you know, handle it. He's not as brittle as some of these other guys are at times. <laughs> you know, so – and there is that rest week in between. Yeah, that, that is true. And that's a very good thing because when you're the number one seed, you get a rest week and you don't have to travel. That's the beautiful thing. Um, so the way how the USL League One playoffs are looking right now, we know a lot of supporters have been having questions about it, so we're going to go through that right now. So officially, in North Carolina FC eliminated, FC Tucson eliminated, Ford Madison eliminated. That's beautiful. Uh, Central Valley Fuego eliminated. Richmond is in the playoffs. Greenville is in the playoffs. Chattanooga is in the playoffs. Do you Omaha's in the playoffs? So literally, Noco, North Colorado, uh, South Georgia Tormenta, and Charlotte Independence have not clinched a playoff seat yet. The crazy thing is Greenville, Chattanooga. 
Yuya Omaha or Tormenta can go as high as second. Tormenta can finish out of the playoffs. And either Greenville, Tattanooga, or Yuya Omaha can go either two, three, or four. That's how this can go. Noko has the week off. They're done. They already played their 30th game. They can't improve on their seating at all. But, guys, as we go into this final weekend, who do we – who are you guys thinking might be that second team kind of to join us with the bye? And who do you think might be a potential team we can see joining us at uh, City Stadium for the semifinal? I, I personally think it's Chattanooga are looking good. Um, Union Omaha haven't the, – the, if you look at their form, you look at the form of both of these teams, um, you're looking at a Chattanooga team that has three wins in their last five. Uh, drawing a loss. Union Omaha had three draws and two losses. Union Omaha are like they are on a downward spiral than they have been for a while now. And looking at the way things were early on when they had like five games in hand on everybody else and they were like in third, we were like, oh boy, well, it looks like Union Omaha is just going to steamroll through those five games in hand that they have and top the league, and they completely squandered that. Um, I don't see them moving up. Chattanooga smells blood with Greenville, and they will be playing against a South Georgia Tormenta team that will be looking over their shoulder because Charlotte Independents are playing North Carolina. And if Charlotte Independents get a win, they are they, – they are – clinching a playoff spot because they will uh they, they'll jump over north uh north colorado um so i don't know i i i do feel that if there's anybody who's going to grab that second spot it's going to be chattanooga and if we can manage to uh hold greenville off chattanooga's grabbing that spot I'm not gonna lie. I Loki wanted to be. I want Greenville to be second, just so Chattanooga and Tormenta can knock each other out. <laughs> Selfishly, uh, Matt, what you think, bud? Uh, I think there's a really good chance Greenville's still gonna you know, stay in second place. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it you know ends up being a draw. And then Chattanooga's got a tough game against Tormenta, you know, where both teams are really motivated. So I mean, it could go that could go in any, you know direction there uh because i believe uh like games at home so it's not a guarantee for tormenta because they don't win home games uh but you know it's not going to be like you know a walkover or anything omaha they just draw every game now or they just outright lose you know they can't they go down to 10 you know they go up against you know 10 or even nine men and still find a way to blow a lead constantly it's amazing <laughs> Uh, they need to just start working on their penalties because it seems inevitable they're going to go to penalties in the playoffs at this point. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, it's very easy to see a scenario where you know Greenville finishes you know, second even with a loss. Yeah, like the crazy thing is Tormenta can win against Chattanooga and go all the way from six to second. Yeah, so. You know, that's that's the crazy thing about all of this. Um, guys, 
Uh, it's been it's been a magical season. You know, you go back and you think about it, not over the course of this year, but like over the course of three years, and just kind of like the ups and downs that we see to see how this team grow. Um, I think it's safe to say, Millennials more or less has to go to the assist leader locked up. Millennials, I think, unless Grant McLaughlin gets a hat trick, I think he has to go to Boo locked up. So that'll be another MVP trophy. Uh, Darren winning coach of the year. Do we think that is his or do we think that might go somewhere else? I, I personally think it should. I mean, you win the league and, and you, you have to take into consideration that throughout the season, it's been a consistent level of performance. Um, the, the kickers have, have been and that's what's gotten them to the top. We have been extremely consistent all season. Um, there hasn't really been a massive drop-off at all. Like Almost every single team has had a period where they, were, where they dropped off massively. We haven't. It's been a consistent performance. Our form has basically almost been roughly around the same. We've had moments where we were just going winning streaks, but it's just been a, a consistent performance. So I, I don't see any other coach um, having that level of consistency and that level of control over how they're performing. Yeah, I, I just don't see who else it would be at this point. Like what, what has Harks done this year that Swatsky hasn't, yeah. right? You're, you're not, you're not giving a coach award to Chattanooga this year. No, you know, no. Period. Uh, obviously not. <laughs> the only one I can make a small case for is maybe is possibly Charlotte if they get in, but that's still hard to do. Maybe maybe Zion out in Northern Colorado, but I don't I don't buy it. Yeah, no, no. I, I would say Tormentus coach. Just given where that team had looked in the previous years, because this is their first ever playoff appearance, and if they clinch and they finish second, and that's the only yeah. Way. If they lose this weekend. Yeah, no. miss, you can't give it to them then. Yeah. And if you're if you're even having that discussion, I don't see how it can. Yeah, no. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think. I, I mean, I know, I, I understand what you're saying with regards to Charlotte, but you can't. It's just more so I'm for not... Charlotte because none of us expected them. We none of us expected them to be still be in the race. That's this true. Like, everyone picked them to be dead last, and the fact yeah. that, that that's they, true, but like, I, I, I don't yeah. think there's. I don't think there's a way you can give a coach a coach of the year when you went through a four-game losing streak where you gave up, like, over 50 balls in four games. Yeah, no, that, and that's another thing, too. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's very hard because any other coach you could try to make that case for, you're like, eh, well, you had this to happen. You know, and like you said, yeah. so he's been the most consistent through it and throughout. <clears throat> it seems like for all the talent this team has, you know, do and I, I don't want to jump the gun or anything, so I'll try to tailor this question. But actually, guys, it's like, do we kind of feel like this is the end of the cycle and winning this title, winning this regular season title, and possibly a USL League One playoff title will be the cherry on top for this team and show like the progression and growth of this team over the course of three years. Do, do I think winning the championship will be the cherry on top? Uh, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, like, again, 
how is that not the easiest answer ever? Right? And what could possibly be the rationale for that answer to be no? Yeah, that's why I had to ask. Well, I think. I mean, you, you, you do have the 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 situation of you know that anything can happen in the playoffs. Um, the playoffs are are you know it's not about your form. It's not about how good you've been throughout the season. It's how you are on the day. But still, I mean that that would just be so sweet, especially with everything that we have been through over the past few years. Um, well, I mean, like, also, Matt, it, it alludes to the conversation that me and you were having last week about just like where do we rank this team in terms of Richmond Kickers history? Like, where, like, we the '95 team, we've I think we've all said is like the number one team, right? Because they won what the regular season title and the U.S. Open Cup. Yeah, this team, like it. This team right now has a regular season title season thing. They're going to have multiple players in the USL League one team of the season. They're going to have the assist maker. They're going to have the go-to boot winner, the MVP, the coach of the year. Well, but, you, you have to take take the 2013 um, squad into consideration as well because um, that is a squad that holds the record of the longest unbeaten streak in U.S. history, not even USL or what a, in to start, U.S. To start history. Yeah. Huh? Long streak to start the season. Yeah. So. Yeah, they I only took one loss all year. Yeah. yeah. See, that's what, that's no, what I'm saying. Like, maybe that, that team is probably ranks. I, I, I never saw that team in person, but, like, I believe that team is probably the second greatest kicker team of all time. Yeah. Mm. I, mean, I, I would have to see. Uh, I think this team would have to give us another season of good performance. I'm not saying they need to win it two years in a row, but if we're a, a strong and, and, and absolutely sure playoff team next season as well, and a good consistent level of performance the same way Darren did this season, then I think you can get make an argument that, okay, this team is, is, is not just a team, it's a dynasty. I don't think you're getting two years of this team. This is a happy podcast. We'll deal with I know, I know. But this, I'm being really happy in the fact that like guys are coming here and they're leaving because they've won the title, they've won the USL playoff, and they're going on to bigger and better things. I mean, that's not necessarily a sad thing because we know, and we've yeah, said it before sad. on this podcast, <laughs> uh, so Watsky's so Rolodex on. is deep. It's deep. Yeah. Deep. But, uh, I, one of the things you were talking about there, you know, Elliot. Uh, so I, I think it's obvious Bolanius and Terzaghi are on there. Who else is going to actually make, you know, the uh, you know, first team all league though? Uh, I think I think Neil got a good case for it. I think Neil, yeah, Neil has, has a good, has a good case. case. Um, I think Jalen has a good case as well. I don't know. Because Jalen does the, the, also have three own goals to his name. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He has three own goals. But a, a, the, another thing Stafford. is that the, the strange thing. Yeah. The, the strange thing is with this team is that a lot of the players that we're looking at right now. Yeah. On, that are basically doing fantastic have grown into this position. When you look at players like Terzaghi and Bolaños, they hit the ground running from day one. But I don't think you said it was Bolaños. Uh, grew look, into this role. 
Yeah. Bolaños did grow into this role, but I think that growth started last year. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, um, but when you look at someone like Ethan, you look at someone like um, Payne, they've kind of grown into the great player that they are for the kickers now throughout the season as opposed to being a mainstay of, oh, my goodness, this, this guy changes the team the same way Terzaghi and Bolaños have. I feel like Payne has kind of been you know on since day one. Yeah. Pain, Payne's been there since I, I would say this like I, 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 I think Payne, to what him. hurts him is his in, injury <clears throat> like the, just the amount of games he's missed that could be what hurts him uh, no because Payne has only missed he's missed a couple I, games around that dumbass red card that he had yeah those two that was it mm-hmm. outside Did of he that he hasn't missed it no he had a period where he was injured where he was, I, I think he missed two or Two or three games injured. I think you're getting. I think you're thinking about the red card around the uh, Central Valley Fuego game, the NoCo game. Yeah, he wasn't hurt. Stu's on the other hand, Stu on the other hand missed a couple of games because of like form injury and whatnot. Yeah, and That's getting back in, getting back into rhythm. Yeah. Um, and 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 you have to take also into consideration someone like Bar uh, Dakota. Who basically has played has has grown as a backup number six and then became a center back and flourished there like halfway through the season. So, yeah, and you remember he got the number six role because Ethan was coming back from injury because he got a knock in the, in the preseason game, so he had to play midfield. Yeah. That's how Arnie started. And Dakota, the natural thing was Dakota was supposed to go to center back, but Arnie was playing so well that Dakota never got to center back. And then since you found the Fuego game, he Arnie got the red card, and ever since then it's just been Dakota at Christ. And if you really look at it, that Central Valley Fuego game was kind of more or less the change the point of our whole season. Yes. Yeah. That's that's where a lot of changes. Kind of and 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 I think it was for the better and and in the moment it was like oh we've got to chop and change we now we've got to you know put Barnes in because we had gotten used to Ani and and Jalen yeah uh being our mainstays in the back and uh Barnes and coming in and we're like oh okay now this is going to be a new partnership and it's like he hit the ground running and now it's, and we were actually I remember we were sitting here on this podcast talking about like. Okay, so who does he play now? Because all three of them are performing well, and it's only two spots. Yeah, so, because next week, uh, I'm not even next week. Like three days later, that was the three-two comeback against NCSC, where we scored two in like the ninetieth minute, including Dakota. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. and ever since then, <laughs> it's, it's been it's been totally different. It's been totally different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, seven wins, four draws, and only one loss. You know, since. You know, that game out west. Yeah. And really, we're three minutes away from being unbeaten truly if you take away the Greenville one nothing loss there. I, I don't think we want to go down that road of only a couple minutes away from different records. I know. I know. I know. You know I don't need so we'll avoid that. <laughs> um, but, guys, any last things uh, before we wrap up the show or anything like that? Um... I mean, it- it was just a overall solid team performance. Like 
yes, I always find a little bit, you know, kind of hokey when, you know, it's like, oh, the team was the man of the match. I think it was merited yeah. you know, this time around because uh, you know, it really was kind of a grinder of an effort. It probably was not a fun game for those guys to be out there playing in the second half or it was almost all defense the entire time, uh, you know, but it was a job done uh, and well done at that. Uh, I do think we need to have a discussion right now, though, about uh, what we were able to see from the team celebration. We do. Yeah. I didn't see the, the Wayne Gordon live feed, but I was going through some of the Instagram photos, and I was saying the guys seemed very enthusiastic throughout the night. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying that. The phone roller was a cool addition to the trophy or whatever. I couldn't figure out what song they were singing either. Yeah, I don't I couldn't quite piece it all together a lot of the time. Uh they were they were living it up in there. Uh one of our players came very close to being internet famous. Uh <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, uh, you know, definitely even realizing the moment of you know, oh no, I'm gonna be naked on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, that was fun uh but yeah i mean all the guys were you know getting into it you know obviously all the basic like you know your queen played you know they were you know getting into all of that look you know, it was fun to see them you know let loose have a good time you, know, you could hear you know somebody say oh we got to call emmy you know right now get him you know onto the phone on the facetime you know for everything uh Hopefully, you know, some of those, uh, you know, celebratory photos, you know, make their way, you know, to see the light of day, especially like, you know, your classic, you know, locker room posed, uh, you know, number one photos, yeah. things like that. But they're living and, you know, that's, that's what you want to see. You want to see the guys appreciate it, having fun, but also they still have the goal in mind, right? You know, one down, one to go, you know, you know still got more to work on. Right. Absolutely, more to work on. Shadere, any last things for you, my man, before we wrap up? Um, well, are we going to do a rundown of uh, who won the River City 93 player of the year, player of the season with the points? She's not um, even over. Yeah, it's not over yet. Oh, I mean, I, I thought we were going to just do the regular season, so we're going to do playoffs too, all right? But, well, I mean, we still got over yet. This game. Great. We still got one more regular game left. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm 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 jumping the gun right now. I'm like, we I'm in playoff mode already. I need to I need I to back it up. <laughs> Look again, um, I, I, get, I get it. it, it it's your your first championship. You're you know you know you're, you're you know firing early. It happens. You'll get used to it as we win more. <laughs> oh man, oh, that's a great joke, man. Um, nah, I mean, look. I, I think it's great, man. It's great to see this team get it back to the ways of how this club used to be. Have another title that hope we can get the job done and we can celebrate on November 6th, which will also be a complete three years since Darren Sawaski signed his contract. Um, so we will have truly a full circle moment when I'm there. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah, get, get out of City Stadium and on uh, Saturday, you know, again, coronation night, you know, who doesn't want to be able to see, uh, you know, that, you know, get, you know, a little taste in before the playoff, buy your playoff tickets. They should be, you know, uh, available soon, if not already. 
Uh, yeah, make sure you buy those. I think the leak just went out, I think, last night. I think they just started doing information like that. So get on top of your playoff ticket. Let's sell out City Stadium and Section O. Make it packed. Make it uh, full-blown and everything for everyone. So yeah, we can celebrate these boys in style. Every game is at home. There's no excuses. Every game is at home. If you're listening to this and you're not getting your tickets, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? Book your book your flight. You know, plan a vacation. If you're out of town, come back to Richmond for that playoff week. You know, bookend it you know, with you know two games and uh you, know, you can head back home that you know following you know weekend with a you know maybe a little, a little hungover or whatever would be worth it. Yeah, it'd be totally worth it. And you know what would be also totally worth it? Celebrating the boys at home in front of section row. That would be worth it. So for Matt, yeah, we need Jameer, to fill up the stadium. All right, I'm going to say that. Um, I'm Yogi. We want to say thank you guys again for taking the time of your day, for watching our show. We couldn't do the show without you. Um, we're doing it as live. This is our first ever live show, really, during the week. Um, so if you're watching us live, take a moment. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe with a friend. And we will holler at you guys next week where we will talk about the playoffs and having a week off to rest and we'll be ready. Holler at you guys next week. Be easy. Oh, my God.